KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna, Laguna Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed in our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Craig here, Rainbow Radio, and it's, it's horribly winter weather. We are so spoiled here in Laguna Beach at 42 degrees this morning. <laughs> I'm still chilled to the bone. <laughs> 42, but uh, never fear, though, the, the high temperature today should be 64 and sunny. Sunny all day, sunny high, 64 winds uh, west to northwest, 5 to 10 miles an hour, and really not much. Uh, 49% humidity. So sunrise is at 645. We had that, yes, and sunset is at a very, very early 443. And I hate when it gets dark so early. I, I'll think, oh, it must be about 1030. And I look at the clock or the watch or phone or whatever, and it, it's like 630. And I go, huh? yeah, I, I, I wish they wouldn't mess with that. And now for, for the week coming up, tomorrow, same thing about the same high and sunny um but as the week progresses we're going to have rain it looks like on tuesday and then it's going to be cloudy monday rain tuesday partly cloudy wednesday thursday and friday mostly sunny so it's typical but it's nice you know looking at the 10-day forecast someone's keeping the weekends nice and sunny for us i don't know how that works but it's happening and i'm very happy about that so during the week when you're working and you're slaving in front of your computer or whatever it is you do, like me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I want to thank our sponsors, Mike Johnson and, and Chris Tibbet of Compass Realty. They've been uh, supporting the, the station in general and uh, specifically uh, Rainbow Radio here. Craig, yeah. Um, 
Has anyone else been out there singing some Christmas songs lately? <laughs> I tried to get in the Christmas spirit the other night. You know, I don't know what's happening this year. I just, it's just not happening. I look at the lights. I play the Christmas music. I, oh, I reminisce and it still hasn't hit me. I, um, you know, I, I do have a, a Christmas wish though, and it's a serious one. Uh, I, I, I wish that there was more love and less hate. That's my wish, my Christmas wish. That's all I want for Christmas is more love and less hate. It seems that um, it is propagated so much that dislike for and, and rude and unkind things that, uh, you know, love conquers all they say. I hope they're right because that's where I'm at, baby. <laughs> And speaking of love, I did go to a Christmas party, and there was lots of love. And we sang a few songs, a couple Christmas songs, and it was a lot of fun. A shout-out to Lou and Bernie and their fabulous uh, home and Christmas parties. I hope you all are out there with a few Christmas parties. Don't overdo it. No, don't overdo it. Keep it. Drink lots of water. And uh, uh, sleep late the next day. It helps. It helps a lot. But I couldn't do that this morning because... I have you. I have my commitment to my radio listeners all over the world. Um, and now I want to uh, encourage something for Rainbow Radio. Uh, last week, uh, going back to last week, uh, early in the program, I had a friend and uh, yeah, a good friend from L.A., Eddie Singletary. And um, anyone who wants to can pop in on the Zoom and talk, uh, you have a message, something you want to update. And how do you do that? Well, you go to rainbow-radio.com. Right there, smack in the front of the first page is a Zoom link, and it takes you right to me, just like that. Simple. Simple. I snap my fingers on that. <laughs> I'm so full of myself this morning. Oh, and by the way, uh, um, they brought Santa Catalina Island back. How about that? It's out there on the ocean. It's a beautiful, clear day over the ocean. And uh, you, they, they, they towed it back. So, um, yeah, if you want to go to the island today, it's probably a good day. <laughs> and play with the dolphins along the way. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, where was I? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I'm losing it. So, um, yeah, thanks to our sponsors. and. Um, I have on this day in history, but I'm going to change it up a little bit here. Um, you know, it is near the end of the year. And as we get near the end of the year, there's all these, well, this year, what happened this year? What happened that year? What happened this year? And some of it's not very nice. And, and often it's eulogies, which at my tender young years of being older than 30, <laughs> don't, uh, let's not push that one. I, I, the eulogies can get, strike closer and closer. Um, I did hear a quote last night that someone indicated about getting older and they, and someone says, God, I, I, I'm, I'm ever, I, I didn't think I'd be getting so much older. And someone, another person's response was, well, isn't that the objective? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's continue to get older because we don't care about that alternative, do we? No. So, so I will con uh, I will continue to focus on that objective uh, 
uh, as long as I can. And and with that, let's go to some good. Uh, this what I want to present to everyone this morning is twelve LGBTQ milestones that we're thankful for this year. How about that for a good list? Yeah. And the first one up is uh, reminds me of a friend of mine who is follows this person very close. It's bronze medalist Tom Daly of the team uh, Great Britain following the medals. Uh, um, let's see, that's a photo of him. So I'm gonna, As many LGBTQ Americans plan to gather with their families or chosen families for the holiday Thanksgiving, th- uh, well, let's see, this is a little older, uh, or Christmas, might look normal this year, but whether we are celebrating over a Zoom call or laughing uh, with loved ones over RuPaul's Drag Race reruns and Turkey, uh, I think they meant, well, that's careful, so reruns in Turkey. There's always a reason to be thankful. So the number one is Jojo Sawa on Dancing with the Stars. Reality star and YouTube, 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 YouTube sensation, uh, Jojo Sawa, 18, made history on ABC's Dancing with the Stars to be the first competitor in the show and uh, show's 30th season to dance with a same-sex partner. Oh, my. <coughs> it's happening. Well, I want you to know that Laguna Beach Pride had that corner on the street first. We we were promoting same-sex ballroom dancing here uh, with Tony Nunes and a, a few other people in a, 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 uh, before the pandemic, and it was a pretty well attended. Maybe Laguna Beach Pride will bring that back in the future as things uh, hopefully get much, much, much better. But anyways, uh, JoJo Sawa, 18, made history. And the next person on the list is Canada's Quinn with their gold medals. Um, this year's Tokyo Summer Games was dubbed by some of the Rainbow Olympics for its record number of LGBT competitors. At least 186 out athletes from around the world present this year's competi- represent this year's competition, more than triple the number of the 2016 Rio Games, according to LGBTQ sports site OutSports. Perhaps the most impressive uh, is that those queer Olympians earned 32 individual team medals in Tokyo. So how about that for one on the one number two on the 12 list? <laughs> and then there's another one. Uh, the next one is those adorable old gays. I have to say I, um, I'm involved with uh, the, a senior organization, LGBTQ senior organization called Club Q. And so we've had to resort to Zoom and we've been watching movie shorts. And there's a lot of fun ones out there. And I did discover the old boys. What do they call old gay old gays? And it's a, a group of four gentlemen from Palm Springs, and they are just hilarious. They're they're obviously their best of friends, and they are interviewed on. Um, and it's sponsored by Grinder of all things. Um, but they say here they say TikTok stars Robert Reeves, Mike Peterson, Bill Lyons, and Jesse Martin. Uh, known collectively as the old guys, achieved fame this year for their viral videos showing everything from their hilarious reactions to Cardi B's WAP music video to sharing their coming out stories to a look at back on their lives and their their loves and their lives. If you haven't had a chance, go to YouTube 
and get the old guys and and watch a couple of their videos. Um, they are just hilarious, and they have some very interesting um, guests, Olympian stars, and and they banter back and forth. It, it's just it's wonderful. It's refreshing, and they also talk a bit about history, you know, the gay history, which I always find interesting. Uh, let's see. One of the one of the uh, old guys says, "I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around that." Truly, Lions seventy seven. That's about. Uh, he's speaking of um, oh, the foursome of gay men who range in age from mid sixties to late seventies have more than three point two million. <laughs> I love it. Followers and three hundred twenty million views across their social platforms. So I guess it's it's gray gay liberation. <laughs> no, I I it's uh, it touches my heart to watch them and and hear them banter back and forth. And then November the quartet signed with uh, Brian Graydon Media BGM to develop a docu series about their personal and professional social media lives while living together in Cathedral City, California, which is kind of a part of Palm Springs. It's out there right near it. If you're not warm. So how about that? <laughs> and the next um, the next one is a Valentine's Day. Oh no, that's um, excuse me, moving on. <laughs> Celebrities that came out in 2021. So here's a short a short list. There was it seems like there were so many this year. I don't know. Actor and singer Demi Lovato came out uh, in a non as non-binary in May. Uh, other celebrities and it include NFL player Carl Nisib. Nisib, I'm, I'm obviously sports is not one of my um, strong points. Brothers Osborne, singer guitarist T.J. Osborne. That was interesting. Two country singers and one of them came out, which I thought an actor. Uh, Actor Cassandra Elvira Peterson. Okay. <laughs> the next uh, item on the 12-inch list is first-time gay parents. And they have a picture of Ch Ch Chastin and Pete Buttigieg shared the image of their newborns. Perhaps Penelope Rose. Oh, really? Penelope? Is that the name they picked? Oh, my. And Joseph August. Hmm. In September, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg announced in September that he and his husband, Chastin, officially became parents to two of two children. How about that? Chastin and I are beyond thankful for all the kind wishes since first sharing the news that we're becoming parents. Buttigieg tweeted alongside a photo of him and his husband holding their newborn son and daughter. We are delighted to welcome Penelope Rose and Joseph August to the Buttigieg family being first-time parents is most demanding i think it's the most demanding work i've ever done even more demanding than running for president of the united states <laughs> oh my okay newly out queer su superheroes is next on the list oh my <laughs> it's getting in everywhere queer representation comic books exploded this year with comics re Comics reinventing characters from favorites, including Robin. Well, we always knew Robin was a little limp in the wrist, as they say. 
Batwoman and Flash as part of the LGBTQ community. Oh, Flash is a homosexual? Did you hear that, Brian Rodriguez? Homosexual. Yes. Most notably, the internet exploded when DC Comics announced that the next generation Superman, Jonathan Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, is bisexual. DC Comics, man. Someone got in there, T, <laughs> the other morning. Obviously, DC made an announcement on the National Coming Out Day in October. How about that? <laughs> and... um I think these pages get out of order. I'm so sorry. A transgender winner on RuPaul's Drag Race is next. Um, Kyle Sonicu love during the fin uh, finale. For the first time in history of the U.S. RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag Race franchise, a transgender contestant was crowned the winner and the hit of the competition show. Um, Kyle Sinokyu Love snagged the crown of the sixth season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, which streamed on Paramount. So you can check it out on Paramount. The next one is close to my heart. I've talked about him many times, played his music. Little Nass, he's about six foot two tall. He's a big guy. Got his act together. Uh, rapper Little Nass released a cover performance of Dolly Parton's 1974 hit Jolene in September, preparing, uh, garnering more than 3.8 million views on YouTube. You know, I, I really ne neglected. Um, I have not seen Jolene, him do Jolene, and, and I really probably need to get it on the air here. Um, maybe next week, just before Christmas. That'll be everyone's Christmas present. Okay. <laughs> Parton said in a tweet that she was so excited when someone told her that Little Nats had crowned, covered Jolene, Jolene. But that's just become a, a cult song if there ever was one. Uh, let's see. He said, I had to find it and instantly and listen to it instantly, she said. It's really good, she wrote, adding, I was surprised and I'm honored and flattered. Thank you, Dolly. We love Dolly. The 22-year-old rapper appeared awestruck in his Twitter response to the music legend. Hmm, how about that? Next is historic queer cover models on Playboy. Oh, <laughs> Playboy's still around, but on the cover of it is a, who is he? Um, sporting the iconic Playboy bunny outfit, black heels, tight Black tights and a bow tie and lingerie topped with bunny ears. Makeup guru Bretman Rock made queer cover model history in October, becoming the first gay man to grace the digital cover of Playboy magazine. So I guess Playboy is still around, but digitally. Okay, for Playboy to have a male on the cover is a huge deal for the LGBTQ community. For my uh, brown people and community, it is also surreal. Rock and his Filipino American is a Filipino American said at the time on Twitter. Hmm. Oh, and now, and then the next uh, news item is Pulse nightclub uh, designated a national memorial. I don't know if you remember, it was about three years ago near the holiday season that there was a horrible event at Pulse nightclub and so many gay people dying at the hands of a radical gun-toting 
person that was full of anger and hate, apparently. I think that's fair to say. A rare, uh, in a rare showing of bipartisanship on LGBTQ issues, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed legislation in June designated, designating the site of the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, a national memorial. On June 12, 2016, 49 persons were killed and dozens more wounded in one of the country's most gruesome massacres. President Joe Biden signed the legislation into law several days after the fifth anniversary of the attack. So it was five years ago. Oh, my God. Moving on, we're getting near the end of this. Yeah, this is the last one. Queer Grammy and Emmy nominees. This, uh, oh, Okay. So the first one on the list is rapper Little Nas with his hit song about gay sex was nominated for three Grammy Awards, catapulting LGBTQ narratives to the highest echelon of achievement in music, the music industry. How about that? Good on you, Little Nas. The provocative song Montero, Call Me By Your Name, is up for the song of the year, record of the year, and best music video at the 64th annual Grammy Awards, which will be held January 31st in Los Angeles. So we need to tune in for that and give a full report. Uh, its title is referenced to the gay romance novel of the 2016 film, Call Me By Your Name, but its lyrics are less about love and more about lust. Ooh, I, I think I've seen it, you know, with lines including romantic talking. You don't even have to try and I'm not phased, only here to sin. Hmm. Other LGBTQ artists who received Grammy nominations this year include singer-songwriter Brandi Carlisle and pop artist Halsey and singer-songwriter Arlo Parks. Although she did not end up winning the September, MJ Rodriguez made history in July for becoming the first transgender performer to pick up an Emmy nomination for a major acting category. Rodriguez was nominated in the lead drama actress category for her role as Blanca Rodriguez on F. X hit show Pose, which was very interesting. So that's uh, the top 12 things for the LGBT, LGBTQ community. We're going to take a, a short music break and I'll be back on the other side of uh, a couple of songs. Thank you. 
Sun is gonna shine, gonna shine on you. Hey, um, gonna roll into another song real, real quick here, but I wanted to dedicate it. This goes out to my dear friend Lynn, who's visiting from the UK. We do, in, and she's Welsh, so she's okay. You know, we 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 go along with it. The British are the ones who instilled the. <laughs> instilled globally uh, a Christian culture that uh, was uh, very anti-gay and, and we still suffer from it. A lot of countries in South Africa or in Africa, around Africa. That's a big continent. Anyway, Lynn is here and this uh, next song goes out to her, my dear friend. <laughs> imported in the 60s from the UK so they did spread spread, spread some goodness the Beatles uh, I, w I wanted to say something about friends and how important friends are especially this holiday season I know I, I do have one dear friend who's it'll be his first holiday season without his mom and I think that's always very can be very difficult, you know, um, your birthday and all those things when your mom would call and say, oh, how are you? Are you okay? Are you doing all right? And I love you. So my message is about friends. We have family and we have friends. And if you're truly blessed, you have a family of friends. And, uh, and you need to tell them, especially this holiday season, because we don't always know what's going on in everyone's world. I think that would be 
an idiot that would <laughs> assume they know everything about what everyone. So tell them you love them because they may need it. They may need some some friendship, just a hand on the shoulder and a good word might make their day and might head them on a good path uh, through the holidays. So be sure to step out there and tell people you love them this holiday season. Give them a smile. Even people you don't know, even people walking down the street, even cars that are waiting to make a turn and you let them in and wave and smile. It, it goes a long ways. And and it's free <laughs> as, in, as in it costs no money. <laughs> So with that, I'm going to send a smile to another friend of mine, Brian. Brian, I love you. And uh, I guess this is my Christmas dedication hour this this year. So uh, here's a song for Brian. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass.
How about that? <laughs> a couple other call uh, shout-outs here. Gustavo, uh, Merry Christmas. Um, he's my 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 best friend at, at Trader Joe's. You know, I, I go there so often, they ask me if I clock in. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> I, I guess I love Trader Joe's. I'm not paid advertisement. I just, it's it's just the best thing for me. And uh, so a uh, shout out to Gustavo, but also I have a couple other friends I cannot nearly dearly neglect. That's Mario up in LA and Alex. Uh, I think he's back in Chicago. So out a shout out to both of you and um, moving along here. I, I, I have um, just some loose news here that I want to report because it's kind of topical. <laughs> so, so bear with me and don't forget to say you to your friends, you love them. Okay. Oh, and one other thing, <laughs> while I digress, you, did you know it's about 5.30 in Ghana? That's not Guyana or any of those other countries that sound similar, Ghana. And it's in, it's a population about 8 million. It's a country on the uh, west coast of Africa, about halfway down. And they're struggling with a lot of legislature that's making it really difficult, harmful uh, with LGB, LGBTQ. Now, where am I going with all this? Uh, I have a YouTube, um, no, I do have a YouTube, but <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. I have uh, this program every week is on Zoom. And I invite, like this last week, I had a friend from Puerto Vallarta, and he just showed up and he showed me a couple pictures around what's going on in Puerto Vallarta, beautiful city. We had a nice little conversation. I think it would be terrific if someone from Ghana because uh, it's 5.30 there right now in Ghana, If in case you didn't know. Well, actually, 5.37 in Ghana. And if you're in Ghana and you want to be on the show, you just go to rainbow-radio.com. There's the link and hook up and voila. Because I'd like to know what's going on there from, the, from uh, an unvarnished LGBTQ input. And it would be nice if many... I don't know, many concerns around the globe had uh, had an interest in speaking, having a voice, let's say, having more of a voice for issues that affect them. I invite you to, I'll give you the voice. I'll give you the voice. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, how's that for a voice? So, yeah, so tune, uh, go to uh, rainbow-radio.com. Hit the link on, and it will take you right into my Zoom every Saturday at 9 a.m. And, you know, updates from L.A., updates from Palm Springs, uh, issues in multiple countries, anything goes. It's just nice to have a little extra company here and for people to have a voice and share their concerns and their accolades for something done well and something done good. It should not all be about angst and unrest, so... Anyway, uh, I digress. We're going back to the news as I started. It's a bit topical because we're talking about whales, not in the ocean, not okra, orca, or what? Or okra. <laughs> orca. <clears throat> it's the Church of Wales could elect UK's first female and first out gay archbishop. Man, have we come a long way. <laughs> Cherry Van, the Bishop of Monomouth, Mouth, Monomouth. Must mean I got one mouth? <laughs> Monmouth. Oh. 
God, I entertain myself so well, <clears throat> is in the running to be elected the Church of Wales' first lesbian archbishop. Following the retirement of John Davies, the election for a new archbishop of Wales has been made has made history on multiple counts, as well as there being a lesbian in the running. Half of the six candidates are women. Yay! <laughs> Van would also be the first archbishop in same-sex civil partnership. This comes less than five years after the election of the church's first female bishop, Joanna Pemberthy. If a woman is elected, it would make Wales the first country in the UK to vote a woman into the highest position. At the, uh, at the time of her election, Bishop uh, Monomouth, that's what it is, Van said that she hoped that LGBTQ people would take her appointment as a sign of hope. However, she has also she has also denied that there will that she will use her position within the church to campaign for same-sex marriage. Well, you can't have everything, <laughs> but you can keep trying. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm very trying. <laughs> Someone texted me. I wonder what that was about. No, no, nothing. Oh, oh, my uh, my warranty on my car has expired. Yeah, I hate that when that happens. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I Every morning I get up, and the first thing I do, I check the, the morning news, and there were some horrific tornadoes. Uh, unlike the fabulous weather we have here in Laguna Beach, <laughs> and we're so blessed, there is tragedy striking the nation with a climate going rampant, and... Uh, yeah, yesterday, if you watch the news, there's some horrific storms across uh, Central America, uh, Central United States, I should say, and uh, some fatalities, unfortunately. I think it was close to 50. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Let's go on. On this day in history, da, 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 on December 11th, is that today? That is today. <laughs> December 11th in 1973, long before me. Uh, the gay activist Mark Allen Segal interrupts a live broadcast on the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite by holding up a sign that reads, Gays Protest CBS Prejudice. Hmm. I did not know that one's a new one for me. In 1975, uh, George Moscone is elected mayor of San Francisco, and we know how that ended. Oof. 1982, San Francisco Mayor Diana Feinstein vetoes a domestic partnership bill. Diana, I didn't know that about you. In 1986, Austin, Texas passes an ordinance prohibiting discrimination against people with AIDS in employment, housing, businesses, medical care, and public services. So Austin is a pretty progressive city, I have to say, and, and it's gotten a lot of accolades, including a gigafactory, <laughs> a la Elon Musk and Tesla. So, and it's a, a booming economy in Austin. Moving right along, because I need to, in December 2nd, LGBTQ history in 1969, I love that number, uh, police enter the Continental Baths and arrest three patrons and, and three employees, charging the patrons with lewd and lascivious acts and the employees with criminal mischief. Hmm, that's interesting. Mischief. The raid is only the first of several in the Continental 
for the continental baths for the following weeks. This is in 69. I wish it would say like where, maybe <laughs> San Francisco. I don't know. In 1970, struggling pian young pianist and songwriter takes a day job performing at New York's Continental Baths. Now, who do you think that might be? <laughs> His name is Barry Manilow. Imagine that. <laughs> yes, he became Bette Midler's sidekick piano player until he wrote a few jingles for national television and uh, moved along. In 1973, Washington, D.C.'s Title 34 makes discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation illegal. Thank you, Washington, D.C. <laughs> Moving along to December 14th in LGBTQ history. Yes, in 1980, French film. You know, I I watched the French version with the subtitles when it first came out. I'm proud to say long before, long before La Cage or La Cage Fall or any of those other names with Robin Williams and all the other people. And actually the first one was so pure and so fun, even though I don't speak French or understand it, well, just a smidgen, but, and the subtitles, but the acting was so great. The, it, it was I the first, the original La Cage of Fall. So uh, in 1980, the French film La Cage of Fall ends its 19-month run at New York City's 68th Street Playhouse. So uh, I saw it before when it was in a film. I suppose it was in the 70s. I don't know. Yeah, it was in the 70s. In 1988, the film adaptation of Harvey Feinstein, Firestein's Torch Song Trilogy opens in the United States. In 1993, in Colorado, District Court Judge Jeffrey Bayless run, uh, rules Amendment 2 as unconstitutional. I don't know what Amendment 2 was, but maybe someone can clue me in. I should, that's one I should have done some more research on. I apologize. In 2006, the New Jersey legislature enacts a bill to establish civil unions in that state. The measure passed 56 to 19 in the Assembly and 23 to 12 in the Senate and we come into effect 60 days after the governor signs it in 2006. But now it's all redundant, as they say. You know, if you're redundant in uh, the UK, it means you lost your job. How about that? Isn't that just, I mean, I hate to say I lost my job, but to lose your job and be redundant at the same time? <laughs> Those British are just cruel, cruel. <laughs> I guess I, I reminds me of my greatest fear to one day discover I'm irrelevant and redundant. <laughs> oh, please don't let me go there. Someone warn me and get close to that threshold. Uh, moving along, I digress. Moving along, December 15th in LGBTQ history, 1928. <laughs> Having been published in Paris the previous July, uh, Radcliffe Hall's the Well of Loneliness, the first major novel in English uh, with an explicitly pro-lesbian theme is published in the U.S. Americans buy more than 20,000 copies of the book within the next month, making it a bestseller. Wow, there was a bunch of pent-up interest in that in 1928. Ooh, in 1950, U.S. Senate Committee makes public its report on the employment of homosexuals and other sex perverts. Yeah, classify them together. Yeah, homosexuals, Brian. 
and sex perverts. Mm. And asserting that homosexuals are a security risk, not simply because they are liable to blackmail, but also because homosexuality inevitably perverts moral fiber. I had some fiber this morning. I wasn't moral. <laughs> the report recommends stringent measures to be taken to root all lesbians and gay men out of the U.S. government. Wow, this is 1950 in the U.S. Senate. Well, they've changed their tune, thankfully, <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> oh, my, how things uh, come around. In 1973, the Board of American Psychiatric Association uh, votes to recommend that homosexuality no longer be classified as a mental illness. There we go, declaring that by itself homosexuality does not meet the criteria for being a psychiatric disorder. So thank you, American Psychiatric Association. Thank you, the board. 73. In 1977, the provincial government of Quebec adds gay men and lesbians to the list of groups whose civil rights are legally protected under the province's Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It becomes the first uh, jurisdiction larger than a city or county in the world to prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation. And where was that? Was in Quebec, in Canada. That's that place kind of, some people say it's a other, the, the bigger America. I don't know. It's just north of us. <laughs> in 2000, Delaware Governor Thomas Carper issues an executive order banning sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector. Sexter. That's interesting. A little Freudian slip, slip. The public sec sector. That was in 2000 in Delaware. Thank you, Governor Harper. And moving along to December 16th on this day in history, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Mel Brooks, uh, To Be or Not To Be, a remake of Ernst Libitz. 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 It's a difficult name. Uh, I, I, it's too dangerous. I won't go there. A classic becomes the first mainstream Hollywood film not only to acknowledge Nazi participation, a prosecution of homosexuals, but also makes it a key plot element. That was in Mel Brooks, thank you, 1983. 1997 in New Zealand, the Court of Appeal rules unanimously not to grant same-sex couples the right to marry. Oh, thank you, New Zealand. 97, I hope things have changed in New Zealand. In 2005, Mark... Warner, Governor of Virginia, issues an executive order banning sexual orientation discrimination in, oh, I did just, um, yeah, in 2007, uh, boy, I don't know, uh, South Africa, in South Africa, the criminal law, sexual offenses or related matters amendment act of 2007 become, comes into force setting an equal age of consent at 16, previously it had been 16 for heterosexual sex and 19 for homosexual sex. Uh, interesting, they, they have a distinction on, on that, how that ever happened. Hmm. And finally, <laughs> on December 17th, on this day in history, in 1969, falsetto singer Tiny Tim, uh, he was the uh, Perceived by many to be gay because of his voice and mannerism, marries his girlfriend, Miss Vicky, on the Johnny Carson show <laughs> on national television. It was not a pleasant sight. In, 19, in my opinion, I'm entitled to my opinion. 
1979, leaders of the women's liberation movement, including Gloria Steinem and Susan uh, Brown Miller, hold a press conference in New York City to express their solidarity with the struggle of homosexuals to attain their liberation in a sexist society. Thank you, Gloria and Susan. In 1979, United States District Court for the Central District of California, Judge Irving Hill rules that the marriage of Australian Anthony Sullivan and Richard Adams under a license issued by Boulder County, Colorado in 1975 is not valid for purposes of Sullivan's immigration. That was a long one around the round. Okay. In 1982, Tootsie, yes, with Dustin Hoffman, cross-dresses as a woman to get an acting work, to get acting premieres. It goes on to become a comedy film classic. If you haven't seen it, Tootsie's great. (laughs) Uh, I think Bill Murray's in that, too. Uh, Continental State Legislature Joseph Grabars comes out in 1990 becoming the state's first openly gay state legislator. How about that? Uh, And in 1979, New Jersey same-sex couples are given the right to jointly adopt children. And finally, drumroll, in 2007, the National Assembly of Hungary passes registered partnerships to become effective on January 1st, 2009. The law gives the same rights to registered partners as to married spouses, except for adoption. So... You know, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I I thought, well, why do gays want, what's this big deal about getting married? You know, it's a tradition. Maybe it's changed a lot over the years. And is it really important? And then I was reminded by an attorney friend of mine that um, there are so many provisions for married couples that you are ineligible for as partners, whether your partnership is more securely consecrated with your love of one another than the other than the latter or the former um it uh that if you just did a partnership or anything less than marriage that there are thousands of laws on various state records and in the federal government regarding the the privileges of marriage and um sometimes they're penalized penalizing 90 percent of them are, are good anyway i digress so that's my story how are we doing on time? Oh, we got two minutes, and uh, then I gotta, I gotta kind of wrap it up here. Um, so I was. Let's end on a good note here. Love is love. I should do that. I should do what's that? The call in request line. Love is love. <laughs> Chili. Yes. I hope I didn't shock you. Same sex marriage in historic vote. They legalize it. How about that? Chile's Congress passed a law to legalize same-sex marriage on Tuesday in a milestone for the conservative South American nation after a decade-long legal battle with the country delicately poised ahead of a crossroads election this month. Today is a historic day. day. Our country has approved same-sex marriage one more step forward in terms of justice, in terms of equality, and recognizing that love is love, said the Minister of Social Development, Carla Ribalar. After, said after the vote, um, Chile's Senate and lower house of parliament both voted 
heavily in favor of the bill, good, Tuesday, which had previously been partially approved in November before the Senate. Sent it back to a committee to clarify ambiguities. Uh, the current president, Sebastian uh, Panera, I think they sell bread here in the U.S., <laughs> will have uh, will leave office in March, has backed the bill, and is expected to sign it into law as his departing favor to the LGBTQ community. And that's that is all good. Yes. Um. Well, I do, I do have to squeeze this next one in, too. <laughs> there could be twice as many LGBT adults in the, in the U.S. than previously estimated a report. Oh, my God, we must be recruiting. <laughs> I'm, I, if you don't know me, I'm being facetious, okay? At least 20 million adults in the U.S. could be lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, according to a new report released by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation, HRC. The report released Thursday analyzes data from the Census Bureau. It says approximately 8% of the respondents to the Census Bureau's household pulse survey said they were lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. That's approximately double prior estimates of the LGBT community size in the U.S. LGBTQ people are here in every town, in every city, in each and every zip code. This data shows that we are that we've suspected what we've suspected, our community is larger and more widespread than uh, we could have known up to this point, Joni Madison of HRC, interim president, said. Also in a press conference on Thursday, Sharla uh, Floor, senior research manager at HRC, explains to USA Today that the report is based on public data from the Household Pulse Survey administered by the Census Bureau, not the Census Bureau's decennial census decennial she said that the results show that the researchers are starting to get a better and at far-reaching researching the community and that society is growing more accepting of the community yay and people and are feeling like they're able to identify themselves in surveys and are able to be themselves in their daily lives the report also says more than two million adults in the u.s could in identify as transgender higher than previous estimates of approximately 1.4 million. How about that? So that's what I'm going to end my uh, dissertation on this morning on KXFM 104.7. Ah, the May's here, my here favorite. I am. My, Look at us. Are we the cutest? I, I love, think we're related. I love our glasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to everyone. Go out and tell a friend you love them, that it's the holiday season and spread the cheer. And tell them you heard it here on KXFM 104.7. Craig Cooley, Rainbow Radio. See you next week. And don't forget to drop in on a Zoom next Saturday at 9 a.m. I'll be here. I, I'm actually scheduled on Christmas Day. So I, I think I'm going to be here. I don't have anything else to do. Hmm, really? <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll close this out with another song that I've selected from my fabulous library. If you heard it all before.